Hello, everybody, and welcome into the first episode of the 2021 high school football season. This is the Sumner County Football Show with your host, Zach Womble. And in this episode, we have a fun, jam-packed show for you today. Gallatin head coach Chad Watson joins us. Portland head coach Wes Inman jumps on the show. And we talk about the big jamboree last night, their week zero matchups between Mount Juliet and Westmoreland, and so much more. So stay tuned and hear what your favorite coach has to say about this upcoming season. We welcome in Gallatin head coach Chad Watson to the show today. Gallatin coming off a 9-0 victory over Portland in their jamboree. It is their last preseason jamboree before they kick things off next week, August 20th, on the road at Mount Juliet. Coach, thanks so much for hopping on with us today. Yeah, man, no problem. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, so let's 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 hit on the preseason as a whole. How do you feel your guys have progressed from preseason scrimmage number one against Wilson Central through Riverdale and, of course, Portland last night? Um, I think our effort has been good every single scrimmage. Uh, I feel like we're ahead defensively right now. Um, uh, our first or second un- unit, I mean, we're still yet to be scored on, so we're, we're pretty excited about that side of the football. Uh, offensively, we completely changed our scheme in June um, from what we've been doing. Our guys are really starting to learn and grow in that, and we're just trying to eliminate mistakes. And we we turned it over once last night. <clears throat> it's been something that's kind of been bugging us or hurting us all scrimmages, but we're going to continue to work on ball security. And if we get that issue handled, I think we're going to be okay. Special teams, uh, Coach Atkins does a great job with those guys continuing to work that. We got some live action last night, and that was good for our group. So we just want to get, continue to get better week in and week out. You know, speaking of the Jamboree, your varsity played two quarters last night. How do you feel they fared as far as from the pregame meal, getting on the bus, the atmosphere at school? Just describe that excitement level for not only the kids but the coaches. Yeah, it was good. It was, I mean, kind of back to normalcy, a, triple, a typical Friday night. Um, we did everything, our normal routine for as team movie, pregame meal, uh, walk through, then we head over to the stadium and pretty good crowd out last night for to come watch our guys play for a half so it was good it's exciting and we're just ready to get back to a hopefully a normal football season this fall absolutely you know you played portland last night you're going to go to portland next year for for your jamboree are you trying to develop a little bit of a rivalry with your sumner county foe um i mean we're open to playing anybody honestly um but no it's just a conversation uh me and wes had just trying to work close to each other. I tried to work something out where we could play in the regular season and we couldn't get that worked out. So we decided to do a jamboree. So I, I think it's good for both programs. Absolutely. Um, last night, I know you mentioned the the one turnover, um, but you had to like the way you played, right? I mean, I know defensively they had maybe one or two splash plays, but outside of that, it seemed like on that side of the ball particularly, you, you kind of dominated the scrimmage was – was the overall feel when you left that 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 you played well? Um, honestly, we felt like that we didn't like we feel like our physicality is good, but we don't feel like the scoreboard completely reflects the way we're playing sometimes because we're we're leaving plays on the field, we're turning over, we're not finishing drives, or we're jumping offsides and we're settling for a field goal. 
instead of scoring touchdowns. So it's just we. I'll be honest with you, our mood wasn't good in the locker room after the game. We didn't play to, to the standard that we've set for our kids and the kids have set for themselves. But I mean, it's not an effort issue; it's an execution issue. So that's that's the best way I can sum that up for you. What gives you so much confidence or optimism about this team? Um, they play for each other. Uh, I don't feel like we have any type of – I mean, I really don't feel like I, our kids are that selfish. I feel like they just want to be good. They want to be a good group, and they work hard, and I've seen it uh, day in and day out since we started workouts in December. So they've got a lot invested, and they've worked really hard. So I, I don't think – I think people that show up and watch this play Friday night, if anything, they're going to say our kids play hard. Let's talk a little bit about your offense. You mentioned you changed your offensive philosophy uh, this summer. You're going to a, a really heavy run attack. Can you just talk to me and describe the the uh, just what Coach Paul Pitts and Coach Clemens has brought to that side of the football for you guys? Yeah, I made the decision to hire Coach uh, Stephen Clemens as our offensive coordinator. I've known Coach Clemens a long time. Uh worked with him for two years and he is a workaholic does everything we ask him to do and i mean he he brought his plan and and i loved it uh i think in high school football you got to do two things to to win number one you got to run the football number two you got to be able to defend and stop the run and it puts people in tough situations and i I really like our backs uh i think we got some big strong kids that are a load and capable of running the ball we're young on the offensive line but i think we're growing day in and day out Paul Pitts is doing a heck of a job coaching those guys up. So we're excited. Uh, I think for two reasons, you're going to see a lot of growth over the course of the season offensively. Number one, we're playing a lot of young guys. And number two, we're doing something new. So we're still repping it. We're still trying to do what we can do to get better week in and week out. You mentioned that offensive line being young. They got a a pretty good test last night, didn't they, against a a defensive Portland team that returned a lot of starters from from last year. Do you feel that unit – played well yeah i thought they played physical um just talking to coach pitts i mean there's some things that he wants to correct and us to get better at but i mean our center right guard and right tackle are 14 15 years old and i thought they got out there and competed really well very good did you get a chance at all to to see the the young kids play see the freshmen play at all did have you gotten any report on on how they fared um i we didn't get to watch them we had two buses so we had to transport uh, our guys back to the school then the buses ran back and got the freshmen um so not real sure i think i think it was a score piece and maybe uh portland hit a two-point conversion that we didn't i think it was eight to six that's the way that ended up well i guess what i'm getting at is i think i counted 57 freshmen on the freshman roster that's a that's a healthy number you guys got to feel good about your future right yeah we do um just getting the kids to buy into First of all, loving this community and loving the school and taking pride in playing for Gallatin. And that's that's what we're really trying to instill. And 57, when you got numbers, it always helps for sure. Absolutely. Tell our listeners, you know, what, what is Gallatin going to have to hang their hat on this year to ensure that you guys give yourselves the best chance to compete for that region title? Um, our defense. I mean, defense wins championships, and we think we got a really good one. Uh offensively we want to control the line of scrimmage we want to control the time of possession and make plays and uh capitalize on opportunities when they present themselves and special teams be a solid group that makes plays when the time comes i mean 
ultimately we just we don't care who gets the job done, but as long as we find a way to win. It's it's game week. The 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 practice the the jamborees, the scrimmages, they're over. Now now it really counts and you're you're coming into your first work week of the season. What are you looking for from your guys this week as you head into that game against Mount Julia that, that'll have you feeling well going into Friday night? Um, it starts with Monday's practice and the scouting report, getting our game plan installed, making sure our guys know it and having a great days of practice and pads on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, then finish up with a good mental day on Thursday, then show up ready to play uh, a really, really good football team on Friday night. It's a, Mount Julia Gallatin is always going to be a rivalry. Was it was it important for you to keep that game on the schedule, even though that they Mount Julia dropped to five A? Yeah, it was important to uh, me and Coach Perry. Uh, it's two close communities, uh, historic, tradition rich programs on both sides. So we we felt like we weren't doing both of our communities justice if we didn't keep that game. That's fair. And then then the, obviously the second week uh, second week of the season is Blackman. Have you even thought about that game at all, or has the focus been strictly on the Bears? Um, honestly, Zach, we've been more or less with the, the amount of change and everything that we've had going on. Our focus has been on ourselves uh, more so than anything, and it's really going to shift towards Mountain Juliet. We've done a little bit of stuff on Mountain Juliet last week, but uh, I mean, I've kept up with some of the stuff that Blackman's put out, and I know they're scoring a lot of points, and there's a lot of excitement in Murfreesboro about those guys, but. We, we got a heck of a test week one, so that's really what we've been keyed on. How do you, you know, last year was obviously a really tough year for you guys. Do you reference that at all? Do you use that as motivation? I mean, how do you bounce back from and try to uh, recapture that magic of, of the first season? Um, really, I feel like each, each team is their own team. Um, and, I mean, I think it's a good thing if your team starts getting comparisons of that 2019 team. That means we're doing something right. But, yeah, last year was a tough, not only for the win-loss record, but for a number of reasons and handling COVID and some of the other issues that we had going on. But I feel like this is a completely new group of kids. Um, because of the way things went last year, a lot of these guys that are playing now were forced to play last year earlier, really before they were, were actually physically ready to be on the field. So, in the aspect and the ways, it's kind of helped us this year because those guys had to play so early. But... I like this group of kids. I think they're going to play hard week in and week out. You know, I made the comment about your defense after the green and gold game. I said, I, I don't know if they don't like one another or they just don't mind hitting one another. But why why is this defensive unit just so physical with, with opposing teams and, and yourself? Um, it's just I, – I think it all starts with the tenacity of the defense coordinator, Coach Broderick, and he prepares those guys day in and day out. And he gets them to buy into what our system is and um, – they want to play for hard for him, and they want to play hard for each other. So, very good. That pretty much is it. Well, Coach Watson, I really appreciate your time today. I appreciate you jumping on. Uh, I'll let you go. I know you got a busy day today. Uh, real quick, tell everybody about the the youth league in Gallatin that you guys got going on. Yeah, the uh, the Gallatin Youth Football League. Uh, Jason McCormick and FCA is partnered with myself and some other people in the community. And we have got flag football from kindergarten all the way up to sixth grade. And we've also helped start another fifth and sixth grade tackle team here in uh, Gallatin. I think we got over 150, 160 kids playing. So it's it's a cool little atmosphere. And uh, just giving our youth and the community an opportunity to get out here and play football. And our the Green Wave High School football players are actually the officials. So it's helping our older guys interact with the kids. So it's, it's a good thing for sure. Very cool. Well, we want to thank you so much for joining the show today. 
Coach, like I said, I'll let you get back to your day, and uh, we'll talk later on down the road. All right. Thanks, Zach. Thanks for having me. That was Gallatin head coach Chad Watson joining the Sumner County Football Podcast, uh, talking about their 9-0 victory over Portland, talking about their week one, or excuse me, week zero matchup on the road at Mount Juliet. Stay tuned and stick around. We're going to have Portland head coach Wes Inman up after the break. Before we dive back into this episode, I wanted to take a quick moment to tell you about all the great things that we're offering at MainStreetPreps.com. Of course, it's football season right now, but there are other sports that are going on, and we at Main Street Preps take great pride in covering those other sports. So head on over to MainStreetPreps.com, find us on Facebook or Twitter at Main Street Preps to check out all the great things that our army of photographers and writers are coming up with on the daily. Again, that's MainStreetPreps.com, MainStreetPreps.com. Coach, uh, we want to welcome in Portland head coach Inman to the show today. Coach, thanks so much for doing this, for hopping on. How are you doing this morning? Doing very well. Good. Glad to hear it. Uh, you got a you got a, a nice chance to return home last night. I, I know you've been back uh, several times to your alma mater, but uh, was last night different in any way? You know, it was a lot of fun. I text Coach Watson after the game, and I was telling him, you know, I thought, I think they're on a, a really good path and I think they're going to have a good year. And I, I really thought the field looked amazing. And of course, several years ago, they, they changed the name of the field to Calvin short field. And I had an opportunity to play for coach short. Uh, it's just a good place. They've got a traditional stadium, just like we do in Portland where the fans are close. I mean, it's really an experience uh, to play in a place like uh, the wave yard. The preseason is now officially behind us, right? Uh, where do you feel your team sits in far, in terms of, like, readiness for week zero? So, we were talking about this after the game. We went to a Cookville scrimmage uh, where Stone Memorial and Cookville came. Stone Memorial, I think, will probably have a pretty good year in 4A. And, of course, Cookville is a 6A school. And then a very game – Greenwood, Kentucky, who's had a great preseason as well, came in last week. And then we got an opportunity to play 6A Gallatin, a, a team that I think, like I said, will do really good things this year. All of those games prepared us for the, for the schedule that we're going to have. Because when I look through our schedule, even if we're playing a team in a lower classification like a Westmoreland or a Macon County, those are going to be really good football teams. Those are going to be hard-nosed, well-coached football teams. And so having the opportunity to go toe-to-toe with hard-nosed, well-coached football uh, teams, and, and a few of them with more talent than we have overall from top to bottom, I think that really helped us going into this week one. You know, I, I couldn't help but notice when I looked on your sidelines from the 25 to the 25, I feel I feel like you had guys all throughout there. What have you sold to get guys interested in, in buying into your program? I think a lot of it is just relationships. And when I brought in coaches, one of the things that I wanted ahead of football acumen was the ability to buy into the way that I wanted things done and then be an extension of that relationship building. And, you know, I've had an opportunity to know some of the kids since middle school, 
or actually coached some of the kids since middle school and know most of them since middle school. And uh, I try to be present in the hall. I like coaches that are present in the hall, uh, you know, talking to kids and keeping an eye on them, but in a way that's really trying to help them build. And I think kids sense that. And, uh, you know, anytime I think you have a regime change, if you will, you get a little enthusiasm anyway. So I profited from that as well. How do you feel, you know, the name of the game so far for you guys this preseason has been competition, right? You, I mean, we've talked before and, you know, you guys are two, three, maybe even four guys deep at certain areas. How do you feel the progression of not, ju- not just your ones, but your twos, your threes, and your fours has come along so far this preseason? So that's a very good question because that's another thing that we were talking about uh, the other day. We wanted to find depth because to compete, honestly, at any level, but the higher you climb, the more depth you've got to have. Um, the willingness of people to step in and compete without having to be compelled to do it, without having to be prodded uh, to do it, has been pretty high. Our kids, they run in and want to get reps, right? And so if a, if a number two is competing against the number one, he's getting better, and in turn, he's making that number one guy better but then when the threes compete against the twos they're getting better and uh we 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 focus a lot on repetitions and high pace high pace repetitions and i think in doing that it has created an environment where uh the the threes are even able to push the fours and the fours but we we're not quite so deep as to have fives but maybe one day we will and they're pushing them and it, it allows when you put kids on the field when you need to plug a, a position here or there or it's just time to start getting your subs in uh you don't see a tremendous drop off in play you still see competitiveness and I think I think that is a product of reps and then like I said we we try to believe in all of them we don't we don't like to focus on what a kid can't do we like to focus on what a kid can potentially do you know, um, let's let's hit on this jamboree a little bit. Last night, you were able to play two quarters of varsity action, um, but let's let's talk about the whole day. How would you describe the the feeling at school, the pregame meal, getting on the bus, just going through that routine? What was that excitement level like for not only the players but the coaches? Well, you know, it is. Uh, and, and a buddy of mine told me he said that two weeks leading up to the season will be your most tumultuous time. There's going to be it's going to be so incredibly fast paced. Uh, you've got to get the meal. You've got to get the post-game power bars or, or protein bars and the power aids. And you got to make sure you got all your checklist made. You know, did I, did I charge this? Do I have the camera ready? So honestly, as far as thinking about football, I didn't get a chance to think about it a lot. But very similar to the feeling that I would have had as a player sitting in second period on that Friday or whatever, yeah, the butterflies turning or a lot of butterflies turning. And our kids were pretty upbeat. Um, they, they knew that we had quite a competition that we were going to play. They knew that, that we were going to play a team that was going to be fast and physical. And, uh, you know, they were talking about being excited about it. And, and my, my last class of the day is uh, what, what we in Sumner County now kind of refer to as skinny block. It's, uh, it, it's about a 40-minute class. Uh, 
I had uh, a lot of senior junior football players in there. And, uh, you know, a lot of times they just want to go walk and talk to their friends. Well, they hovered around the podium where I take my attendance and they were some man coach can't wait till tonight. That got me really, really excited. We had a wonderful walkthrough and then uh, we watched Remember the Titans after that while we had our pregame meal. And uh, our freshmen don't get to have the fifth block class with us anymore like they used to due to a, a credit. It's true for everybody across the, of the board. So our varsity had a walkthrough. And then at 315 when we got them dressed, the uh, freshmen had a walkthrough. So the moving parts were so – uh, prevalent yesterday because you won't you won't have that again. There won't be a day that you've got to do two walkthroughs. So uh, I think everybody's head was spinning and the bur- butterflies were turning. You know, I caught up with you real quick after the game, and uh, you looked you looked excited. You looked optimistic. What about last night gave you that feeling? I did two things. Uh, you know, you you can't always tell until you watch the film, but it was evident to me watching them last night. Gallatin was firing off the ball hard, very, very hard. And I absolutely love the offense that they run. Uh, it puts a lot of kids – our offense, the wing tee, puts a lot of kids in conflict. Theirs puts a lot of pressure on people, pressure to be right. And uh, it's, it's, it's hard for kids to – you know, you see a ball over there, so you want to run, go get it, but you know you've got your fit point that you've got to make. I could tell that our fit points were consistent both from the secondary and the second level with the linebackers. And uh, as hard charging as they were, as the pace of the game went on, we were able to stop them for less and less yards and started putting pressure on them. And that, as that offense matures, I think you're going to see some pretty doggone good things from them. And knowing that we were able to scrap with them, was was good and then even though we didn't score uh barring a penalty here there we moved the ball pretty well last night and uh chad broderick coach broderick their defensive coordinator is a very very talented fella and it has has uh he his multiple defense puts a ton of pressure on 15 16 and 17 year old kids and they stemmed and they were in multiple fronts and he does a good job with the secondary he rolls people up in the right spots. And knowing that that all that was present, that we were still able to consistently move the ball. And, and there were a few times, you know, uh, you're going to have this in a jamboree. If a kid would have taken a better angle, maybe we could have got a kick and, and had another sliver to get two yards. And uh, I could kind of see some of that real time, even though I don't always trust my eyes. I like to go watch the film to, to come to a conclusion. But uh, seeing those things really made me excited. And then when we did put the twos in, uh, they, they got scored upon, but uh, they, they fought hard and they held up well. And so that was exciting. It's game week. Uh, there, you know, all the, all the practice reports are kind of behind us now. Now it's for real. Uh, if Portland fans say maybe didn't get a chance to, to make any of your scrimmages or didn't get to make the trip last night, which probably would have been few of them because it feels like you had a nice showing last night on the road, uh, say say they're seeing you for the first time this Friday against Westmoreland, what can they expect from a, from a Portland team, from a West Inman coach team? Discipline. Uh, that 
it's always our first priority. Um, a focused sideline. It, 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 it's amazing when you, when you realize how important that is to the overall what's going on on the field. Uh, they'll see focus and readiness. They'll see aggression and uh, a team playing in, in uh, harmony. And, and, and guys very united. Uh, hard-nosed, I hope, is, is something that's going to be said. So discipline, hard-nosed, and uh, hopefully exciting to watch. I'm very excited to come up to Portland on Friday to see that game with Westmoreland. Speaking of Westmoreland, you played play them. You just played Gallatin. Is this something we can expect from, from Portland to have a couple new rivalries with, with the Eagles in the Green Wave? Yes, I would love that because it makes all the sense in the world for uh, Westmoreland and Portland to play. I joke sometimes with people that Westmoreland is, is one place in Sumner County where they expect you to run the wing tee. Uh, I coach in a, in, a, in a city where it's still cool to run the wing tee. And, uh, you know, when we watch them on film, we're, we're almost carbon copies of one another. There's a lot of similarities between us. And uh, I know their fans will be excited. And when we go to their place, our fans will be excited. And then Gallatin being down the road, that's just a great opportunity. Because usually in a jamboree, what you do is the home side, the home team sells tickets, but so do you. You also sell tickets. Uh, so it's a good opportunity for both programs to bring in a crowd. And like I said, I, hopefully we continue to grow where we can – help them each year improve and get better. And, uh, you know, I think playing a team of their caliber helps us quite a bit as well. Absolutely. And Gallatin coming up to Portland next year for the Jamboree. So like you mentioned before, that'd be like six home games. Yeah. That'd be big. Last question. I'll let you go with this coach. What gives you so much optimism about this team heading into the 2021 season? You know, I collectively the rising juniors had a really good, freshman season uh and they were large participants in the jv that year both of those units were able to go undefeated uh so we knew that as far as a collective group of talent uh we would we would see them do good things but you know people call it belief some people call it buy-in uh I think the overall buy-in of the team to trust us, we, we've got a saying, and I think I've told you this before, and I actually got this from a guy uh, named Bobby Sharp who coaches at Lewis County in Hohenwald, Tennessee. And he, we went to a wing tee clinic and he was talking and he said, one of the things that we really stress to our kids is there's going to be big plays and there's going to be bad plays. And so we, morphed that into what our slogan is that we talk about every day. There's going to be big plays, there's going to be bad plays, and there's going to be everything in between. And how we respond to the situation has been good thus far. We don't get too frustrated. People say, don't let your highs get too high. Don't let your lows get too low. And then their belief in the system. Because if, if, if we're running buck, and you're doing certain things to stop Buck, then that would, should suggest that Trap would be a good play to run. If you're taking Trap away and Buck away, then uh, our, our G series, our, our off-tackle uh, Trap, then that ought to be a good play to call. And then if you're 
bottling those up, then maybe our option off of the G is a good thing. And so we've really packaged, and it's what the wing tea does anyway. This isn't anything we we made up, but we've really packaged and 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 helped them believe in the uh, the series system that uh, as long as we're doing our job, one bad play doesn't mean I'm not going to call that play again. I'm coming back to it. I'm coming back to it as soon as I as soon as I know or think it's going to be a, a good opportunity. And we've devised a system with the guys in the booth to watch certain things so that we're not just guessing when we, we call plays. And we've, we've included our kids in on that conversation every day, like we talk about it every day, so that they understand why carrying out a fake is so important, uh, why getting even backside blocks are so important. There is certainly a, a great sense of excitement uh, around the Portland program. Uh, I know you guys are ready. I think week zero with Westmoreland is going to be a ton of fun. Coach Inman, thanks so much for joining me today, and we'll talk later on down the road. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yes, sir. And that is all for episode one of the Sumner County Football Show. I really want to thank Chad Watson and Wes Inman for hopping on today to talk about their respective teams. Whether you cheer for the Purple Panthers or the Green Wave, I honestly feel like you have a lot to be optimistic about as we head into Week Zero action on Friday night. As far as where I will be, I will actually be in Portland to see the Panthers take on the Westmoreland Eagles. But don't worry, as we have an army of reporters and photographers that will be at your respective game to give you updates uh, this Friday night. So, until next time, this is Zach Womble signing off with the Sumner County Football Show.